It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. Hello, hello, oh, my friends. Uh, the brakes may be needing a little adjustment, but easy on the curves. <laughs> Not a glitch to have you Just got fixed like you. This all on you? This all on your cow? The reference here is very obscure. Welcome, foolish mortals. Are we ready to talk some Disney after the 13-day weekend everybody <laughs> just took? The 4th of July weekend that lasted 13. Like, for some reason, it feels like everyone took a month off over the weekend, doesn't it? You know, literally. Okay, so this is the thing, too. Is like I'm used to it around Christmas where every Christmas comes circling around and everybody's gone for an entire week, right? Yeah. But the 4th of July really it surprised me. We literally had people leaving like last Wednesday and then they're showing up like today to Tuesday, work for the first day. Yeah, like... You know, you're like that's a that's a long break to take in the middle of the summer but you know good for y'all the I'm great hating right I'm, the great thing is is that you can go somewhere again which yeah. is just exciting i think oh my gosh the traffic Every, everybody's on the road right now well so and true i've heard that atlanta is pretty notoriously bad for our traffic <laughs> you don't really think about it until you're actually in it and yeah. you go oh yuck this isn't very much fun tell you what mm. I hope the fireworks are worth it. Yeah, totally right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hope so, too. Yeah. The Disney folks, they sure love their fireworks because just as we expected, not as expected, but remember a few weeks ago, we were kind of like, ooh, wouldn't that be great if Disney brings it back just in time for the 4th of July? Mm. And obviously, it's totally what they did. They released it. We are so smart, you guys. (laughs) I'm so happy. I am so happy that they were totally like, hey, guess what? We're going to bring it back like a day or two before before the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And we totally did, right? We watched the entire like live stream of... um, what was the nighttime show? Not wishes. It's um, happily ever after. Oh, and it was happily ever <laughs> after. I love a good fireworks show. Disney has spoiled me for all other fireworks shows at this point. Yeah. Like you, you see a, a Disney show and you're like, this is amazing. And then you just go to like a local park doing fireworks and you're like, well, I mean, yeah, they're still pretty, but. There's is, not the Disney magic involved. <laughs> is that a joke you made this last week that said, what a lo- what a Disney fans call local fireworks, amateur night? Oh, is that, that is not joke? the joke I made, but that's a good one. <laughs> no, I did see people posting uh, things like, Fourth uh, of July is when Disney fans go see other people's fireworks and just go, meh. <laughs> Which, you know, is fair, too. Um, I love a good local fireworks show, though, even if it's less... Ideal, you know. I, if you can see some of the effort, I'm happy. You know what I mean? Well, and you like sitting directly under them, where you might get singed by falling fireworks ash. Oh, I love like, that. You love to sit in that danger zone where you, you know people are afraid you're going to sue them. You're so close. Legitimately, oh, it's amazing. Is it the smell or the sound that you like of the fireworks? Every the single part of it. I literally had like um, the camouflage army style pants that I used to wear out to clubs all the time. Sure, and. Uh, we'd be watching fireworks and it would like fall on my pants and like burn small little holes. It was amazing. I was like, I, and then I wanted it to do it because it made it look more authentic and look more real, you know? So I was like, oh, this is great. 
Oh, it was the best. So you went rolling through campfires trying to get <laughs> more holes in your pants. Or it's like, move your leg to the left. Oh, it was great. Jeez. <laughs> But Disney, they do amazing things with their fireworks. I mean, the reason their fireworks are so amazing is because they've put so much effort into them, right? They have like, they have them timed and they have them uh, set to detonate at very specific times and they can detonate them on cue and things. It's very impressive. Yeah, there's small small little microchips in there. There's radio frequency that they control them to blast right at exact time. It's amazing. It's a it's a fireworks show and a half. If you haven't seen a Disney fireworks show, you should definitely treat yourself to a YouTube video and just see how impressive they are. A lot of them are lit up or uh, they use them to get to the sky with air power rather than like lighter, you know, instead of black powder. Yeah. They use uh, air cannons to get them in the air, basically. So you don't see them shooting up even. They yeah. just explode. Beautiful. Yeah. Which is very impressive. But that's not even what we usually start with on this podcast. No, it's a fourth of July. Uh, it's a it's an extra bonus for a everybody. bonus for all of you. Uh, we usually start out talking about media stuff because Disney is a media company. Um, we did some digging this week uh, because last week you were telling us about how you couldn't find things on Disney Plus. Uh, things that were advertised were not showing up. We were very confused as to why we couldn't change our our age rating. Are right. you remembering all this? Oh, of course I am. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what on earth you're talking about. And I'm surprised no one else is talking about this. And I Googled around and I wasn't seeing anybody else talk about this until I realized that what we had done is we were using a VPN, which put us into a country where uh, stars is available on Disney+. Plus. Folks, if you haven't done this, this is the new way to travel. Basically, you just like look through the country flags and you're like, we feel like going to London today, don't we? Aren't off we, we go. How awfully British of us, don't you think, Bert? We're off to see Mary Poppins. <laughs> so it totally is true that I'm like, oh, uh, is it Sweden where Ikea is from? So it's like this, the Ikea flag. And I'm like, oh, let's just go. The to Ikea flag. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> no, is this not right? Uh, close. Kids don't listen to this for actual facts. Yeah, we are we are not uh, geography teachers. Uh, totally fun. So stars, I did not know this. Stars is a feature on Disney Plus in uh, I think most of Europe, I believe, uh, because they do not have access to the Hulu stuff that Disney owns there. So it's something that we've talked about before. Is that a lot of the more adult-oriented entertainment that Disney has control of, yeah. uh, they do usually put on Hulu. Uh, and that includes like their TV stuff that they now own, the Fox uh, cartoons that they own. That stuff's usually all on Hulu at this point. Okay. This is starting to make a lot more sense then. And so the Stars stuff uh, is for those European countries where apparently they don't have access to that over there. Copyright law is so weird. It's so weird on this new global world that we live in all the time, right? Yeah. Like everything. I went to go, uh, there was another piece of software I was trying to figure out today. And like, literally it was like, please like your home country. Like you always shows up, right? Yeah. And then it's 193 different countries long. And you're like, I just always underestimate the size of the world. You know, <laughs> I always forget there's somewhere, something outside the Atlanta traffic <laughs> out there. Uh, so 
it cleared up some stuff for me though because you were like we can't find this and this isn't here and this isn't there and i'm like i don't understand why this is not showing up and what is why would it advertise this you know come to find out we were technically in london so it was advertising things to us that we wouldn't normally have access to um but they have they had some really fun stuff on disney plus apparently in europe where they have some cool things going on and I guess this is kind of trippy to me now, too, to think about that, like, Hulu was not available in other countries. I kind of just took for granted that it was. I just thought it was. Well, I think Hulu is available, but I think that copyright law stuff is the issue where you just can't watch specific things in Ooh. other countries, much like how we can't watch specific things that are showing up in other countries. Yeah. So it's one of those kind of things where it's like, the copyright law really makes things complicated. Again, I don't know why you love it so much. I even find it more even intriguing, even okay. more after hearing all of this, because it's everything that we were talking about that we wanted an, an extra little tab on the end for um, all of the Touchstone movies and everything else. So, yeah. yeah, I love the concept. I hope that they kind of roll it out in the United States at some point in time. Um, but I guess if you have Hulu, there's no point in doing it. But, right. And the age restriction thing, I also think that they, I'm hoping that Disney will change in the United States so that you can be um, unrestricted in any way, just in case. You just never know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Knowing that you can't watch anything mo- less than a 14, you know, beyond a 14 year old level seems crazy. <laughs> well, they don't want to corrupt your mind, Steve. I could see that. Uh, so if you didn't realize we are now starting a copyright law podcast, cause that's <laughs> what we talk about like every week on here. Uh, but we did uh, we did finally work our way around in Disney Plus and we're able to watch some things that we wouldn't be able to watch normally, which yeah. is always fun. They did have a Pride Celebration uh, video. This is me, Pride Celebration Spectacular. Oh, what a title, right? That is a mouthful <laughs> of a title and I'm here for it. It totally works. Yeah. Um, and it was hosted by the great Nina West, uh, drag queen that kind of rose to international fame from being on a RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, so great. So we've watched some other videos of Nina West in the past. Love her. She's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And um, she, the, some of the stuff that she's done in the past has been all is some somewhat Disney related already. Right? Yeah. Like and those have been super, super fun to watch where she like takes you down this like the history of the princesses and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So perfect fit like she was such a perfect fit to have do the host this episode yeah it's very impressive very unexpected like i totally did not expect this to ever happen or to come out or we had no idea it's what we needed all of our lives right, right? well was i was super impressed that they had kermit the frog on there talking to nina west throughout the whole thing and then they did the the rainbow connection song at the end and i was like wow that's just really cool that they just they did this show. I I really thought it was impressive. It was super fun. The whole episode, we were trying to figure out like who the finale was going to be. And we're like, well, that's obviously the finale of the show. Yeah. And then it got bigger again. And then it got bigger again. And then they slowed it all down and brought in Kermie at the end. Kermie. Oh. And I did my patented Muppets dance. Because uh, everyone tells me I look like a Muppet when I dance anyway. Um, no, this is when you get told that you're going to go to Disney. That's really when you... <laughs> that's when I Muppet out. That's when you Muppet out. Is when you <laughs> Yay! Get... <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I was really shocked because they did um, the Agatha All Along song, which 
you know everybody oh, loves did. and they did it with jackie cox which i was like i didn't see her coming either that's exciting so they had two you know world famous drag queens do their pride month thing which i thought was super fun yeah oh it was so much fun and they got another use of that song it's agatha all the time we agatha love. all along was such a i would be mad if they put me in a marvel movie and my character didn't have a theme song i'd be like uh can i not get a, a awesome opening theme song like agatha for Completely my character please true for people to perform later <laughs> um so that was awesome uh we also went looking because we talked about last time we talked about the tower of terror movie and i was so sure we were going to be able to find it on disney plus and it just wasn't there so i don't know that i ever even knew that there was a tower of terror movie it was it, it was kind of a experimental kind of thing um they were trying to see if making movies based on park attractions would be worth their time and money okay uh so they did uh tower of terror for tv it was a made for tv movie mm-hmm. um and uh thoughts we did end up finding it um i i think it it kind of gives us your thoughts that i brought it up and you said did we watch that <laughs> and i said Yes. So embarrassing. Yes, we did. And I loved it, by the way. And I was even paying attention. And yet still, (laughs) as I'm reading through the prep, I said, oh, did we watch that show? We watched it, right? We did. You were like, we didn't, like, we were actually engaged in the movie and you still forgot that we watched it. And Steve Gutenberg played, that's how you say it, right? Yeah. He's one of the, he's like the main actor and he's super famous back in the 80s and stuff, right? So he's the one in the show. Yeah. And I even made like the Steve Gutenberg joke like four times during that show joking that i was named after him as a kid all those jokes i still anyway so we decided this is going to be an obscure topic of the week was going to be this show well and you know does anything get more obscure than 1997 i don't think it does uh 1997 made for tv movie 1997 made for tv disney Uh, movie uh we we talked about it last week because um Scarjo is in talks to produce another Tower of Terror movie. And we were like, what would you make a Tower of Terror movie about? And you pitched me one that was basically this movie, right? Uh, Kind of. Right. They went a weird direction with it. So, you know, for those that haven't been on the ride, the Tower of Terror is based on um, the Twilight Zone. And uh, which was a, another old reference. It's a TV show uh, that was kind of like, um, uh, like, are you afraid of the dark? Goosebumps, kind of like weird things, but for adults, uh, maybe like Black Mirror, yeah, um, things like that. Uh, and so they kind of have this idea of. Uh, in the pre-show of the ride, you step in and they say, you know, five people stepped into an elevator in this t- hotel. The hotel gets struck by lightning and the people in the elevator get taken to the twilight zone. So now you're getting aboard a maintenance elevator uh, to go and see what happens, I guess. There isn't really a motivation for you to actually get on the elevator that I can think of, but you're just, you're just getting in there for the fun of it, right? Because ride. Right. Uh, and so, you know... They take you up, they scare you a bit, they drop you a few times, and then they kick you out, right? Right. 
so they kind of had a free reign of where to go with things, except for, you know, you kind of wanted the the people to disappear and, and that to be kind of the, oh, yeah. the kickoff of the story. Yeah. Uh, so in this version, they, they decided that they disappeared because uh, a witch cast a spell to get rid of the kind of Shirley Temple-esque child that was in the elevator. And that was kind of the whole reason that it happened. Yeah. I don't don't know that that's the direction I would have gone. That part of the story was a bit loose, if you, you know, ask me. Yeah, I I really wished that they they would have uh, leaned heavier into the Twilight Zone kind of style where it's just weird. Yeah. And there's no real explanation for it. And you're just trying to basically survive this situation. I think it would have been better. Like I said, I hope the one that comes out later will be more of a scary movie. For sure. This one was definitely more of a... a a Disney movie for sure. It was, it was a, a made-for-TV Disney movie for sure. Well, and with that, a made-for-TV Disney movie from '97, it holds up, and it was fine. It was fun. It was, it was fun. It Did was it scare a, you though? That's the real question. Oh my gosh! Not even one second. Not one second <laughs> of the entire show was I scared. Watching the people fall in the elevator didn't scare of you. Of course, I no, of course not. Night, no, there's other parts of the show. I don't want to ruin it for you because there aren't many plot points. So you know. Yeah, you don't want to give away anything. You can't really say much about. I anything. think. I think. The the cause for uh, spoiler alerts have long since passed for a 1997 made-for-TV movie, but we're, we'll try to keep them for you. Well, the spoiler is that they made the movie. No, I'm just kidding. Surprise! They do use a lot of, like, outside of the... It almost like they felt like they took part of the commercials that they shot for the, the sh- uh, advertisement of the ride yeah. and just mixed that into the movie. Well, and they just, like, fully have shots of the ride in the movie. Which, by the way... I love even more. Like, yeah. I just think it's so awesome. And it, like they do such great theming, especially around the uh, Florida version of the ride. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is the only one that exists now. Yeah. Uh, but you, there's a long winding path and it really does feel like you're going up to an estate of sorts, you know, for sure. So yeah, why not use it? You guys spend enough money on it. <laughs> so I mean, it looks fine. It if you haven't been to the ride, it might be even be, you know, it might trick you a little bit, but if you've been on the ride, you've seen it, you know that they're just taking pictures of the actual ride. And so. that part of it was kind of fun because you could walk around the lobby a bit, you know, which you never get to do. Right. It's not part of the ride. So, uh, you know, and then if you don't even have the lobby anymore in California, then it's, you know, nostalgic in that way. Oh, yeah. You can go so. go back on the ride by watching this movie. Yeah. So if you just need to entertain the kids on a Saturday afternoon, it's totally because, by the way, though, like I think you said, it wasn't even on Disney Plus. We had to find it on YouTube. Yeah, you had to scramble around and try to find it. Uh, and it has Kirsten Dunst in it. I, she looks like she's maybe like 14 oh, in the I... movie, which is really interesting. Um, and then I was trying to, I was going to Google around and try to see if Steve Gutenberg is related to the guy that made the printing press. Because oh, uh, that's such a specific name for him not to actually be related. But how long is that last name going to last? Right. You know, that it would be related? I don't know. It just seems too specific for him not to be related to the printing press guy. It's always possible that he just made it up as a stage name, you know? So oh, like yeah. So he could be like, you know, Stephen Graham Bell or... <laughs> <laughs> Stephen like Lincoln. Right. <laughs> oh, 
all these great names. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, which I assume you haven't because I don't know many people that have, you can go watch Tower of Terror, see the first movie based on a, a Disney ride and see what you think. I will say when YouTube wanted to charge us $3.99 to watch it, I was a bit horrified. Yeah, that's like, not fun. It's not worth $3. Are you <laughs> kidding me? That's where where Steve's uh, clip on cooping coupon clipping side comes out, where he's like three dollars. Oh, oh man, not. let's let's see if we can't find a deal on that. I did. We did spend like twenty dollars to like to buy the rights to Devil Wears Prada, and now we're finding that that's now available on all of the like streaming services right. now. And so you're like, okay, now it comes out. Now it's everywhere. Just because I finally broke down and paid for it. <laughs> that's the problem right there. Well, but. and this is the other thing about you is that you forget that you have movies already because you're like I don't own the Devil Wears Prada and I was like oh I'll get it for you for Christmas and then we were in the process of organizing all the movies and it was like you already own the Devil Wears Prada it's right here. I don't think a stolen burnt DVD of back in the day is the same thing though. Okay. Mm. And that's the problem too that we've all, I think everybody has has a problem now right where you go how do you actually play a DVD? Yeah, is there anymore? a disc player anywhere in this house? Does Can it we still play work? This? Does yeah. it like I don't even know how to even find it. It's a it's a huge issue. Well, and that's the issue that you run into with digital media is that you just don't own anything. Yeah. <laughs> they can decide you don't get to watch it anymore. So if you have it on a disc, hold on to it, I guess. Yeah. Fun weekend, folks. Yeah, it, good times. It was a fun way to spend the fourth of July for sure. You know what would have been a funner way of celebrating it? Funner? If we had a hand witch. Oh, I would slap you for a hand witch right now. Two words in that made no sense. Funner <laughs> and hand witch. These are the hand two names. Witch. <laughs> All right. So like literally I had no idea that Disney back in like, I don't know, the 80s or 90s or something invented something called the hand witch, which is like a breaded cone of sorts that they would fill up with sandwich. So there was a, what were they? I remember that there was like the, the tuna one. Yeah. And the it was tuna salad one sounded gross. A in a tuna theme park. salad wrap hand, thing that looked like an ice cream cone, except it was made out of, out of tuna bread and, and yeah. the, the roast beef and different things. However, like the more I thought about it, I was like the, initially the thought was, horrifying and disgusting yeah (laughs) awful well and here's the thing is like everyone loves a sandwich right like it's something easy it's something your kids can recognize it's something that's fast you know that kind of thing so the idea of them making something similar makes sense yeah and disney's always trying to come up with new ways to uh change up their food you know sure take a simple concept that you can feed the masses with and overcharge for and you know all those fun things that they like to do yeah so yeah they brought it back and it was originally invented in like the 80s in 1987 um and then they reintroduced it a couple of different times throughout i'm surprised we don't have like a food booth for any of the festivals that that uh would have it in the future do they not have something similar to that in Cars Land at California Adventure? When you go to like the Cozy Cone area, don't they sell things in cones there? How perfect would it be? I don't know. I don't think we've ever ate at those little cones there. It's usually because to get food from there costs $45 for a thing of mac and cheese. So <laughs> I'm usually like, eh. And the lines are really long. They too. are. I think it's. I think there is like some sort of cone theme there i don't think it's the hand which okay cone thing like i don't think the cones are edible if i'm not mistaken oh that's interesting 
we'll have to tra- try it out sometime. Yeah. If you all have been and have had such a thing, let us know. We looked online, couldn't really see anything that they're currently selling for it. But right. I don't know. For the 4th of July, it kind of sounded like a fun way. You know, if we'd only known about this a week earlier, you could have done it on your 4th of July celebrations. Ooh. You could have made them and taken them with you to the firework shows and, you know, had tuna sandwiches that way. I just, see, there's just something about anything with mayonnaise in it in a theme park kind of skeeves me out a little bit. Like, I think I've just seen too many instances of food poisoning to want to eat a giant handful yeah. of tuna salad in a park. Well, and I don't now, know. now we have the wraps that have gotten so popular that are great. So why do it when you can just make a wrap? But oh, really, if you true. did a wrap, things that are in a wrap, but just kind of put them inside of your wrap cone type thing. <laughs> that could be an interesting thing. That, But I agree with you. Yeah, I don't want all that other stuff. But like lettuce and stuff sounds great. You know, you just want a salad in a cone. Basically, a salad in a cone. That <laughs> also sounds awful. I don't know. I don't know awful. what I'm looking for. Well, they had I feel one. Like there's something here, though. Right. <laughs> they had one that had mac and cheese in it, which I think works. Oh yeah, of course that would work. But I also brought up pita bread, where you have a whole pocket that you could just put stuff in, like or calzones that they could make fairly easily. Like there are other things that are contained that people are familiar with that work that I don't know outside of just some novelty. I don't know that the hand, which really served much of a purpose. Yeah, it feels, and I do feel like it would get pretty messy too, even though in theory it's trying to make it more convenient and stop the mess. Uh, I'm thinking that's in theory only. Well, yeah, you watch how many people drop ice cream in the park. Can you imagine them dropping tuna salad in the park? That'd be even worse. Yeah, I don't think I could ever eat ice cream in Florida in the sense. Yeah, it melts almost instantly. (laughs) It just, it just, (laughs) just like me and and Olaf, we, we (laughs) three of us all melt. Put me in summer and you'll be a melted tuna salad. But maybe from home, maybe from home, if you want to make mac and cheese, turn it into a sandwich, give it a try, sprinkle on some bacon, whatever you do. Yeah. You know. Why not? Could be fun. Um, but parks wise, there's been some information coming out now, not about the handwich, unfortunately. They're not talking that at all. You don't think they're bringing that to Walt Disney Studios in Paris? I mean, it's one of the only things they're not bringing because <laughs> it feels like they're doing a lot over there. <laughs> Now, I have had a sore spot for Disneyland Paris, I mean, forever. It Uh ruined my life, you know, not to be dramatic. Uh, But they, because of the calamity that was Disneyland Paris, a lot of things got canceled, right? Yeah. Uh, And uh, they kind of got their comeuppance with the Disney Studios in Paris, which has been called one of the worst Disney parks ever. <laughs> one of the worst theme parks ever. Oh. Yeah, across all everything. Um, and we talk about a lot about how California Adventure was so bad when it first opened. It was a little clunky. Not even close to as bad as Walt Disney Studios Paris yeah. was, apparently. Like, Well, because I, I, th- I seem to remember that there were, there were people taking the initial tour and they're like, okay, so when do we get out into the park? They're like, oh, we're there now. And it's, they're like, it looks like a bunch of gray buildings. Like, why would yeah. you build a theme park that literally looks like a backlog? <laughs> and that was high-end Disney executives that were there. Right. The park, and then they're like, uh, this is it. <laughs> so now they're, they are uh, 
pumping some life into Disney Studios over in Paris. It sounds amazing. Yeah, they're going to double the size of the of the lands. Um, so the park is going to be twice as big, basically, like it's overnight as soon as they get done with it. Yeah. And they're adding all kinds of things to it. Um, the Avengers Campus, uh, they're going to be adding an event. They get their own Avenger Campus area. Ooh, look at them. How great is that? And they're also, um, their version of the rock and roller coaster is also being switched to the Iron Man. Right. So that's very exciting. Yeah, so it's going to be a pretty unique ride with that. Yeah. Um, since they're going to be retheming that whole that whole ride, and be, and that's going to be part of Avengers Campus. So that's going to be really exciting for them. Yeah. Lucky y'all. Good I'm times. Go. Good times. They also just recently bought the um, Phantasmic uh, floats from Tokyo Seas. Or oh. from from Tokyo Tokyo Disneyland's. Hey, do you remember those floats? They're the ones that are kind of also like the shape of a cone upside down. In yeah, LED I was about screens. to say they have like the Sorcerer Mickey hat float, correct? Yeah, it was totally that. And they had like, but they have a lot of them too. Yeah, like they have three things, or four, or five. and they have like inflatable things that come up out of them and stuff. Yeah. So whatever that means, like they bought those from uh, Tokyo because that's a, a joint venture with Disney. They don't actually own that park. Yeah. And so apparently Disney bought those floats from them. And really, do you think they're going to get Fantasmic in that park? I mean, they may not get <sighs> buying all those floats to me means that they probably will do something like Fantasmic and they might as well call it Fantasmic. Uh, the 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 people of Paris may not know exactly what that means yeah. at this point, but you know it could be a fun nighttime water show. Um, so I'm assuming that they're getting a lake. Yes, they must be. And yeah. those floats are so versatile; you could really build an entire show around those floats um, easily. You could easily yeah. add those additional floats to it and change it up. Okay, um, yeah, because they have the, like they have all the stuff just built in for you to just have a fun show with them, regardless of what they're doing. I wonder what Paris's nighttime show is like right now. Do mm. they have a Fantasmic there? I don't think so because I don't, think, so I don't think that they have a a lake to do that on. Yeah, I think maybe they just do the fireworks show. If oh, I'm not interesting. mistaken, yeah. Uh, we'll have to research. We'll research. Uh, it also looks like they're getting Rise of the Resistance, which everybody is just clamoring to get on at all times now like yes anytime I'm, you see anybody going to any park they're like oh my gosh i'm trying so hard to get on rise of the resistance and like, you could already constantly. hear my voice i think we started talking and i'm like yes i want to go on it so bad i didn't know that that i didn't think that was going to be the right they were going to edit because they were talking about adding a star wars land but what's interesting about that is that's basically been quietly removed from all of the advertisement about the ex- park expansion oh that part of the land has been um um, you know, taken off. And I wonder if like a couple of different things is like they've had to regroup because of the, you know, the financial situation that they may be in now. Mm. But it also makes me think that it could be, you know, it's interesting to think about what Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is like so far. Like that, you know, I don't know that we still have an indication if it's a good land or not. There's a lot of people that are basically saying that it still struggles a bit. Um, well, I know that when we went, uh, this was before Rise of the Resistance was opened down here in Florida. Um, I was um, underwhelmed by the land. Like the theming was very impressive. Disney does theming very well. 
Um, and Smuggler's Run, the ride was super fun. We had a great time on there, uh, even though I, I realized that you need to play more video games because you were terrible at steering. I totally I didn't know that's what I was doing. We almost died. I had no idea that's what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> and it was super fun, but then there's when we went, there was just the one ride, and then you were just surrounded by stores. Like, everything else was a shopping experience. And I was like, you know what? It's fun, but the 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 levels seem a little bit off you know what i mean yeah so i'm wondering if other places are going look we can't build an entire land around a single ride and 30 stores people just aren't going to be happy with that well and i'll have to double check the timeline though because didn't they open that it would have been like 2019 so it was basically open for almost a year before the pandemic shut down sure and they opened it after the Christmas season, like into January or something, because mm-hmm. they were opening on the off season, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. So they purposely waited till after the Christmas season to open it up um, or whatever the case may be on that one. But then so I don't know. I don't know that we still have we still all of these years later have no idea if it's actually a good land or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the thing is. I know a lot of people, like I said, that want to go on Rise of the Resistance, and it is a major goal for a lot of people. But people don't usually spend all day in that area, mostly because there's not enough to do, obviously. But I I don't know. I think this is kind of the new the new thing that Disney is doing is they're build they're they're having a signature ride and theming an area, but it's really just an area around a single ride. even with um, Cars Land, it's an amazing ride that I think... It, I think Cars Land is basically perfection of a land, and there's only three rides in that entire land. Yeah, but there's three rides in there. Yeah. And they, they run the gamut from super fast to medium to full family kind of attractions. And then they do have stores in there, but they don't... It's not like a, an embarrassment of stores yeah. compared to the number of attractions in the area, in my opinion. Yeah, because when I go to Toy Story Land uh, at the studios, I don't feel like there's... No, I guess, I mean, in, in, I guess there's enough rides there. There, there are also three. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are three rides there also, um, which is great. But they also have... Um, I'm trying to think of the stores. I think they have one food kiosk there. And they were getting ready to do the new barbecue roundup. Oh, you're right. Another restaurant. I don't think that that one's quite opened yet. And I guess for us, it doesn't really feel like they're getting new rides because we have yet to be able to stand in line for uh, Slinky Dash. Oh, yeah. The Slinky Dog Dash. We haven't been on that ride yet because, you know, it's 45 minutes in bright sunlight and you're just like. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with that line. Why would you why would you in in this day and age make a line for a ride literally just a pavement beside a fence for the entire length of the 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 line? Why would you do that now? You know better. You theme your 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 lines so that people don't mind standing in them for a while. Yeah. And then the mid uh Midway Mania uh ride was already there they just moved the queue around to the other part of the land right and then the saucers i absolutely love that ride but it's the mater ride um, yeah it's just just another like a family ride kind of thing which which is is fine with me though that so i guess that's fine but really so you know you add it all up and you're like i don't know what there is to do with this land that i haven't done already (laughs) well and you know i'm i i fully understand that not everything is going to be set up for us as adults 
like kind of the ideas that Toy Story Land is really more for families with a wide range of kids ages. You know, the yeah. the coaster is pretty simple. It's it's safe for you to take kids on of a certain age. If not, you have the saucers. And then the whole family can go on the Midway Mania ride. Uh, maybe not all understand and do what they're supposed to do, but you can all go on it and it'll be fun anyway, you know? That's very true. And the land does really serve its purpose very, very well. Yeah. So it's it's incredibly fun. So good for them. Like, that's a good thing to do. But that's that's really kind of the recipe of opening the new lands. I was only to add two or three. And maybe right. this is the Disney recipe forever. It's just you know new to me as i'm seeing them open now right they're yeah it's their their most recent method uh so it'll be interesting to see what goes into paris Mm -hmm. what they are what they are expanding on what might just be replications of what we have currently uh sometimes you know we are now just barely getting the ratatouille ride which will be opening october down here in florida uh that was already that started in paris so, you know, sometimes things go back and forth and sometimes they get new things before we do because right? they can, I and guess. They just use the money our way. They are using, though, the, the expansion budget, which I think this is incredibly interesting, too, that they it's going to be the expansion is three times the original opening cost of the park, Oh, which I think is absolutely like it's intriguing to me though that like you go okay we're going to open the park and get it started and then we're going to use the money that the park makes to actually expand on the park park that you're going to yeah so that you can fund it that way and have it grow and build over time you're like that's kind of a great business model y'all except for the fact that sometimes if you don't put enough into the park to begin with you're not going to make your money and other parks have to support it Mm -hmm. uh you know the problem with california adventure at first was people were like this is not a disney park and it's yeah. definitely not worth going to. And I think it definitely suffered. And other parks definitely had to pick up the slack for that one so that they could even make it a destination for anybody. Yeah, and the studio, the Walt Disney Studios in Paris, that park has been really, I mean, like, laughable, right? It's been almost been laughable for the last decade that it's been open. Well, like I said, Paris's disastrous opening really caused a ripple effect through the entire company. Yeah. It, it canceled a lot of things. As a matter of fact, the only reason they opened Walt Disney Studios in, in Paris is because they were they had an agreement in place with the local government that they would be opening a second gate within a certain amount of years or they would lose their land or lose the rights to the land or something along oh, those lines. Oh, so they opened studios just because they had to. Legitimately, they had to or they were going to lose the land and they were going to lose the ability to ever open a second gate. Oh. And so they're like, okay, we'll open one. Here's this. <laughs> we're opening this. You're thing. welcome. <laughs> so it's amazing that we they're finally going back and correcting all of the problems and making it an actual second gate now so good for them good for and like there's a frozen land there that's going to be absolutely legendary and it's going to be super fun to go to and yeah they're going to fix the boat problem in their frozen which is nice because the first time we went on frozen it was the most uncomfortable ride ever they had like 13 adults squeezed onto a bench seat that was made to fit up two parents and a child we're like this is not fun like it should not be allowed that you can sit on the edge of the boat and thank goodness it was you not me sitting on the edge because we would have toppled over (laughs) but literally it was like you felt like you were sitting on the edge of the boat and the lap of the person next to you complete all all that at the same time it was very tight and uncomfortable for sure 
crazy, crazy ride. But I think it's mostly because the people that were working there maybe weren't counting as closely as they should, or maybe, I don't know, maybe in Paris, people are used to being really close to each other, but us Americans, we have to have our space to spread out. And I was very tightly in there. And that was like a year and a half after the ride opened, but they were still trying to like get as many people on as possible. Yeah. I think we've, I've asked you now if given the chance, maybe, I don't know if we like pushed our way into, no, they told us we had to go on that ride, but in the future, I don't know that I would. I would just, cause they have to load so quickly. Really. They only have like three seconds to get you on the boat and off Yeah, that you just stand and wait for the, no, no, we'll wait for the next one. No, no. Do you see the number of people in front of us? We are not getting on with these people. I'll look like extra big, you know, I'll like spread out really wide. We're going to wear a puffy coat. So we look extra big. Totally go to puffy coat it up. Okay. Make it white so I feel like I'm this abominable snowman. You're like, I belong here in Frozen in my giant puffy coat. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for the 4th of July, I think, right? Yeah, not bad. Uh, We're excited for new things coming out down the road here. We're always excited for uh, Disney hinting at new movies, new things, um, new parks, new additions to parks you know the disney fandom we always like talking and pretending like we know what's going on when we don't and it's nice to see the new announcements coming out now though it is nice after a year of knowing that you're not going to hear anything yeah it's nice for them to be like no we are doing things that's very exciting literally they repainted the castle and we lost our minds (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> metallic Mind paint what? lost yeah for yeah. sure and we're super excited for the the celebration down in florida maybe we'll be able to get down there sometime and see what the celebration's all about here's hoping uh but one thing that they're not doing more of mm. uh hand-drawn animation stuff we've talked about this before right yeah we'll probably talk about it next week Oh, you're trying to cut me off? Yeah. You don't think I have things to say? (laughs) You're telling me to stop? No. Okay. Well, well, think about this then for next week, everybody. Do you think that hand-drawn animation needs to come back to Disney, or is it long dead and gone? Mm -hmm. Because I have my opinions. Do you have your opinions? Yeah. You got opinions. But until then, it's like I always say... Turn you Paris for ruining everything. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-fingered point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast. <laughs>